I'm right, I'm recording now because that's a good story. Is that what we're talking about? Okay, so sh- shall I let you know uh, how Giles and I know each other, Andrew? Yes, please do. Yeah. So Giles used to be an actor. Oh, he's, he's still an actor. Well, uh, well, <laughs> well debatable. Giles is and was an actor. Um, and I was also um, an actor. And we were doing a TV show. It was the first internet drama uh, to be brought to the UK from um, an American company, actually. So we were the sister TV show, or internet show, sorry, called Cape Modern. And um, we had a great time for two years. Two years getting paid for literally, what was it, three days a week we shot that? Yeah, we were on a retainer, yeah. a weekly retainer, and went in like once a week. Story. Yeah. But they used to take us for these lavish meals, and we were like, just pay us more. We'll bring our own sandwiches. <laughs> exactly, we're fine with that. Different budget though, isn't it? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, it's different budget, see, budget. you know. But we got nominated for three BAFTAs. Well, two and a half, three? Two and a half. half. Was it two and a half? No, you can't do two and a half. It's three. Was it definitely three? Yeah, it's three. And we were there, all of us, having a lovely time with Ralph Little and our other um, co-stars. We had Tara. Ronan. Ronan. Yeah, lovely. So we got nominated for three BAFTAs and we were all there, um, our co-stars. We had Ronan, obviously Giles, myself, Ralph Little, the producers, and Luke Himes, the director, having a great time. And every time they mentioned Kate Modern, obviously we'd scream the the house down. And no one else was, by the way. Nobody else did. (laughs) Everyone else was really quiet. We had a lot to drink. Yeah, nice. A lot to drink and ended up being the last table there trying to do dirty dancing lifts. Yeah. Um, the next day was a write-off. It was and fun, And we though. went home with zero awards. Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. And these are released to wherever you get your podcasts every Tuesday. Today, we're talking about making indie films with Lucinda Rhodes-Takra and her latest film, Robin Hood, The Rebellion. I'm Giles Alderson, producer of the horror comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. I'm also the director and the producer of the vampire documentary World of Darkness, which is out now. Uh, and you can watch that if you want to. There is a link in the show notes. And I'm the director and co-writer, along with Johnny Grant, of the psychological horror feature film The Dare, which is very close to um, completion now. And I'm just produced Marcus Harbin's directed new feature film Cassette. Anyway, I'm joined today. It's enough about me. It's very boring. It was quite short for an introduction by you. Usually they're about five minutes. Well, I have done lots of work. I have what to wow. cut it down. Big time. Mm-hmm, big time. I'm big time. Uh, big time. Just mentioned the big thing now. Just yeah, the big just stuff. the big ones now. All okay. the small ones. Good they good. still get mentioned. I'll mention them throughout the show. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, just you know, I might drop them all. I'm waiting for your acting CV to come out, love. <laughs> that's long. That's, that's, that's long. It's long, long. Um, I am joined today by the wonderful cinematographer of my latest TV series. <laughs> about you again. About me, so I brought it back to me. Not for profit. And he also lends the heart of the forest, the dare and oh, the world yeah. of darkness for me. And you were there too. And I was there as well. Um, he also shot the features Hard and Soft, To Dream, One Thing Left to Do, Sunset Dreams, and the TV series Supreme Tweeter, two series of Borderline, and Stella Gets Her Wings. He's your friend, and he's mine. He's a fabulous cinematographer, Andrew Roger. I want to be very clear that I'm not your friend. I want to start there. Like Giles, we're friends, yeah? But I don't know who you, person listening, I don't know who you are. Oh, so you're, you're now alienating our yeah, lovely, no, no, lovely no, 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 listeners. Okay. Just, you're not being very inclusive, actually. I think that's rude. I don't... <laughs> I want you to know that we're cool, but we're not friends, okay? Like, you can come around my house. Oh, nice. But, like, like don't eat all my food. 
Does that, does that quantify being a friend to you then? Yeah, because yeah, Joe, if you can someone... come around, you can like try and eat some of the food out of my fridge that's vegan. Mm. But, um, but you don't have much in the way of vegan. Not really, no. Which is a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Right, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. How good. long have you been vegan? Because... Three years. Right. I've oh. got a documentary. I didn't mention that in my Did list. you mention that? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, actually. but I will. Yeah, you should, yeah. What have you been up to? Me? Yeah. I've been shooting promos and eating garlic. Good. Sounds like a good time. Mm. Good. Mm. All right. Um, indie film shout outs. Let's get to this segment where we give shout outs to our indie filmmakers, the people who listen to us. Thank you. You're my friend. Um, this week's shout outs go to Mark Leatham, indie film friend. Um, we always like you. They always retweet our stuff. So lovely. Indie film friend. Follow them on Twitter. Really cool people. Uh, Oliver Cunliffe, who stars in The Death. Thank you for your retweets. Um, indie Film Hustle TV has launched Alex Ferrari, who appeared on the podcast in episode 54. He set up his own online film school. It's really cool. Head to IndieFilmHustle.com forward slash TV and you can find out more. Uh, link is in the show notes. And I am hosting the Mowax screening. The documentary, um, The Man from Mowax, is at the Art House in Crouch End on the 10th of November, this coming Saturday. I might come to that. Please do. It's a brilliant documentary. It's yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. All about James Lavelle and his making of Moax record label and Uncle. It's a brilliant documentary and I will be hosting it in some way. Why? For sure. I, I don't know. They were on the podcast. That's why. Uh, episode 74. It's a really good episode. Listen to that and come watch the film. And then listen to me talk more to them about the same questions. I don't have any more questions. I've got like three questions. That's it, isn't it? Um, link is in the show notes if you fancy that. Okay, and remember, do... Oh, wait. No, I've got, no that'll do. Um, and do keep spreading the word about this podcast. If you like it, tell your mates who might be interested. Keep spreading the love. Unlike Andy, I like to spread the love. <laughs> spread it around. Uh, and they might make feature films or interested in making feature films. And they might get something out of this. They might learn from this. Uh, and if you have anything to promote, remember, um, DM us or tweet us at filmmakers pod or me at charles alderson and we will give it some love subscribe to us on itunes listen to us on podfix network there's so many really cool podcasts on there um thank you everyone i'm just saying thank you now today we are actually in rain dance we're in rain dance studios it sounds echoey because we're normally in the biffle room today we're in room two and it's echoey but thank you for having us really appreciate that i've got a little um I've got to tell you about the course this week. One minute, I've got to find it. Talk, I like your watch, Giles. Talk amongst yourself. Am I not allowed to talk until you ask me questions? Well, like, you say what you like, though. You, you jump you in whenever you like. Oh, right. Enjoy, like, yeah. as in, we're yeah. in the chat. It's not always going to be like this. Just no, us talking no, to no, each I other. I just want to know what the rules are. Oh, there's no rules. No, there's no rules. No, anything else. Right. So, um, we're in rain dance, and we... <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I don't understand. I can't hold this near the mic, because it... it... I'll do it. Well, now I've got to read it. Well, maybe you should have learned your lines. Well, no, I just got it. No. It's the rain. Uh, my eyes are. Fu- oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Established filmmakers often tell you that writing, directing, and producing a film is merely ten percent of the equation. The remaining ninety percent of a filmmaker's effort is finding their independent film distribution. Our friends at Raindance, hold it still. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that? You could probably record this after you in your own house that? and then slot no, it in. Well, it won't. It'll sound so That's all right. I can hold it now. You guys are mental. Thank you. Our friends at Raindance are launching a new one-day masterclass dedicated entirely to film distribution that presents you an easy-to-understand step-by-step strategic process that will allow you to maximise the distribution revenue from your independent film. So join writer and director Simon Hunter and marketing expert Jonathan Sadler at the Raindance Film Centre on the 24th of November. And you can get 20% off when booking 
with just our exclusive code, uh, the Filmmakers Podcast discount code. No one else in the world gets this. RD Podcast 20. Uh, do that. This sounds like a really cool course. It basically means you can get a standard ticket for £135 or a student one for just over 100 uh, The links are in the show notes. Cool. We're rain down. It's cool here. Thank you, guys. Appreciate <coughs> that. Right. Let's get on to today's <coughs> guest. She's coughing. She's excited. Sorry. I, I am. You, you guys are, are mental. It, it's great. Thank you. But <laughs> in some way. I mean that in, in, as a compliment, actually. Great. I never set out to be, you know, some sort of host of a podcast. <laughs> it's lucky. I know. Yeah. And I felt like I'd fallen into it in some way. And, you know, I'm, it's my mental time. Right? Is, it, is this where you just release? It's kind of therapy for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. So Filmmaking's hard, you know. You've got to really sometimes hard. you got to... Do you know what? It has been hard. Yeah. It's been emotional. Yeah. It's been... And I feel down sometimes. Oh, Giles, oh shall we talk God. about it? <laughs> yeah. Shall we do a podcast about depression in filmmaking? Would you... Let... Sh- <laughs> Share, There's a piano share, in here. Share with us why, why you're down. Do you know what? It's just things fall apart all the time. You're trying to make things happen, and they don't. And it's kind of this. But that is that is filmmaking. Yeah, that's that's totally. what we have to come up against all the time. But I think that you should know this. That was good. Andy. I can't play piano. I, we didn't know that. <laughs> you can play guitar though. True. He's in the band. Got one? Huh? No, you haven't have you? What? A guitar that I can play? No. No. Carry on. Um, no, I do. Honestly, I think it's filming so hard, and we talk all the positive things a lot of the time in this podcast. And I do think that it's really hard. I don't think anyone should do it. I think it's too hard. I love it every moment of it. Well, there we go. Even the difficult times, brilliant. Yeah. Good. I think that's probably a better attitude to have. I agree. And well, it, it is brilliant. I want to be their friends as well, so I want to be positive. Like oh. me. Like me. I want to be like, like Charles. Yeah. No, oh, I didn't realize we were scoring points. Okay. Yeah. That's all about scoring points. Life is about scoring points. Andy. Is it? Shit. <laughs> I had no idea. That's why. Damn it. You're <laughs> doing so bad. You're like minus 17. <sighs> um, let's introduce today's guest to talk about her filmmaking career. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? Not you. I don't know. I was laughing at the way I presented that because it's dreadful. Right, joining us today to talk about her filmmaking career is producer and actor Lucinda Rhodes Takara, who runs Picture Perfect with her husband Jeet. Hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, how am I? I think we discussed that quite a bit. Um, I'm good. Well, it's lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you. It's been a, it's been a while, is not it, Ish? No. Mm. Not like a long while, I mean I a while in been terms a, of... Uh, I saw you in February. Shit, we're in November. Yeah. That's We've been while, busy. We have been We talk busy. on the phone. Yeah, we do. I've known Giles a long time. Long time. Long time. Long in time. fact, we met in 2005? I don't know. I oh. think we did. I was straight... After Dream Team. Sorry, was that a mic drop of Dream Team? (laughs) It was straight after Dream Team. I've got a list of your credits. I want to let our listeners know what you've been up to. Okay, so as an actress, we have to do this because you're a producer now. But I think people know. I went over to the dark side, is what I call it. What you went went over to the dark side is in producing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The dark side. It is dark side, but it's the better side. Absolutely. It's much better. Um, So you were in um, Harry and Kosh. For a long time. It says five years of Harry years, and Kosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read them out because there's so many. Morris, Cave Girl. What, so you'll probably know her from some of these shows if you're around the right age. <laughs> if you're not, <laughs> not. you won't. <laughs> uh, my parents, Aliens, Dream Team. She dropped that. Kate Modern with me. Double H Drama, Lonely Girl 15. We're well, in that for an episode, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't in that. You were. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, you yeah. went over to LA, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You so, only got fifteen. I didn't know that. I'm yeah. learning so much about Giles, like with you being here. Oh really? I'm going to mind this. Yeah, yeah. Why do you not normally have well, friends? I mean, obviously we're old. Buddies. Obviously we're not have, friends. So, so, so yeah, we're not friends with so anybody. we don't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> about stuff like this but we talk about filmmaking no we don't I don't talk about do you not bring on any of your old pals yeah but I don't talk about oh it's one of Giles' lonely girl 15 we went to Paris we did go to Paris you gate crushed out spots it was my 30th birthday and remember the producer said you cannot go out you're not allowed to go out do anything and we gate crushed a party I didn't I went home oh look at you all being goody two shoes I'm, I'm, look, I'm a one o'clock girl, right. you know. Oh, right. I, right. I, I'm not very, I can't stay up late. It, it was like 11 o'clock. No, it wasn't. It, well, anyway, we gave Chris this amazing party in Paris and we just literally just, it was brilliant. It was my 30th and birthday And we went on a road trip. We went on a road trip. Newcastle. Oh, wow. Edinburgh. How exciting. Do you remember that? No. Wow. You were there. Was I? Yeah. Was this after Dream Team or? <laughs> Dream Team. I'd, Dream Team was one of my best gigs. I absolutely enjoyed it. Really? Uh, amazing. How yeah. come? Why? That what was Kate good Modern. about that? I just loved it. It was 20 minutes from my house. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Some, you know, I was I worked with like 15 to 20, you know, men, which was lovely. Banter, banter galore. Wait, so you had 20 men? <laughs> you be careful. 20 men. I mean, we, we had Ricky Whittle on it. Yeah. Chucky B- Venn. Big stars now. Yeah, they are big stars now. Uh, Danny John Jules. No, that's a complete lie. <laughs> <laughs> Just making up names. <laughs> it was Craig Charles. Harry Potter. I have worked with Danny John Jules before. Right. But Craig Charles was on it. Um, Craig Charles was on it? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Rebecca Luce. Right. Um, she was great fun. No one knows who she is. I love that. Dropping big names. Then you went, Rebecca Lose. Everyone's like, was she the bird that had something with Beckham? <laughs> no. <I'm... laughs> what? What? what did you... <laughs> G is right, by the way. G is right. Um, what do you mean? What you... <laughs> because, I had a very because... serious interview yesterday with BBC Radio Suffolk. And it was completely different to this. It wasn't like this. No. It surprised me. And now you're on the Filmex podcast. Which, which is much better and you're making yeah. me laugh. And you promoted the film, Robin Hood the Rebellion, right? On it. Did Absolutely. You? Robin Good. Hood the Rebellion. You didn't just talk about it. No, Dream they Team. played the trailer and anyway. <laughs> anyway. Back to you, Giles. No, it's Sorry. back to you because friends. you were also in The Kid and The Fall of the Essex Boys, Dragonfly, Case Shop, Detectorist recently, Marley's Ghost and Flugels. Flugels. Flugels was fantastic. That's an actor. That's brilliant. I mean, what a, that's a decent career, right? Well, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then you carried on and then you went to produce and you made The Curse of the Witching Tree, Hooligan Legacy, Caged, Undercover Hooligan, Hooligan Escape, Crooks, Predator Dark Ages, Essex Vendetta, and most recently, Robin Hood, The Rebellion, which is out now, everyone. You can go and buy this and watch it everywhere. Where can they buy and watch it? Worldwide. Anyway, Worldwide. So That's... all the big uh, major superstores, obviously all the digital platforms, it will be on Netflix also later in the year. Amazing. But go and buy it. Don't wait for that. Of course. Yeah, of course. Clearly. Of course. Yeah, of course. Watch it now. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Yeah. It's really well made. Um, we'll come back to that. Let's talk Praise about... the Dark Ages is one of my favourite shoots. Really? How come? It was really fun. Well, James Bush uh, is a fa- fabulous director, so it was lovely to work with him and also Simon Rowling, the DP. He's everyone's friend, you know. Simon Giles Rowling. I don't know if his middle name is Giles. It's on Facebook as Giles. Well, then it's Giles. 
There you go. So, so yeah. he's got so a corner. You know he's good. <laughs> he's yeah, got a corner. You know he's good. Yeah. No, we had a fabulous scene. There was five horses, uh, and all the actors were standing next to the horses, and we had a very big actor called Joe Egan, and they were on, you know, a slight hill, and the horse decided to lean on Joe Egan because he's so big and rest. <laughs> and it <Right>. was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I really wish I had a photograph because everyone just turned around and was like, because everybody else is leaning on their horse. Yeah. But the horse is leaning on Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. That's anyway. amazing. Love horses. Have you had any in your films? No, not yet. No. No. I have. All right, big time. So you've done historical action. Yeah. So let's jump back to your beginning. Because you've had a great <laughs> career. Really interesting. Mm. And the fact that now you're producing great movies. How did you first start? Why did you get into filmmaking? You were, you, I think you were in like quite a big movie when you were a kid, right? It was like, Evita. Evita. How did you start? Why Why did you start? What, well, what made you interested? my parents were in the industry, so it was kind of... Because uh, your dad's a singer. My dad's a singer, yeah. a great singer, and he's tour managed some um, some bands for 19 management, and my mum's now an agent, but she started off as a dancer in the West End, so mm. I kind of... It was rammed down my throat. Um, so I had really nothing else to do but go to Sylvia Young Theatre School and, and become a... Uh, an entertainer so yeah that's when I started acting and then I acted for I've been an actress for 20 years and I kind of I'd had enough mm. I just didn't want to act anymore um and not that my passion had died I just didn't want to do it anymore and I, I I've been always interested in you know if we're doing a theatre show tech days and I thought well I'd much rather look at how everything's put together yeah. than get on the stage and do my show and I thought I think now it's time to kind of and I just, I just went for it. And so far, so good, hopefully. Yeah, Ooh. indeed. Very nervous about everybody watching Robin Hood, The Rebellion. It's one of our biggest films to date. Yeah. Um, for Picture Perfect. So, yeah, I hope everyone likes it. I'm sure they will. I'm and what sure did you think, Giles? I actually really enjoyed it. I thought Nicholas did a brilliant job. I thought the acting was great. I thought the sets looked really nice. Because um, I know what you made it on. Mm. And maybe we'll talk about that. Let's, let's come back to Robin. Because I want to talk about when you first started producing and okay. actually started to raise money and started to make films mm. because our listeners would love that. Mm. So what was it? Because I've got down here The Curse of the Witching Tree. I don't know if it was your first one. It might just be IMDb. But Curse of the Witching Tree was interesting because I was brought on very last minute, a week before they started shooting, to support the director and the production team. So I wasn't on it from the beginning of when they started financing it. I was brought on by the distributor to oversee everything and right. to, you know, just help the production out because it was the director's first feature film. Okay. Um, but it turned out well, and it went to Redbox uh, in the US, and I think it's, it's been very successful. Mm. Did you find that your way in was through the acting then because of what you'd done, the people you knew? Was that an easier route to go, okay, well, I'm, I understand it? Absolutely, because obviously, you know, being on sets for 20, 20 years, you, if you're concentrating, you pick up obviously different things and every <laughs> department. So I, I learned about every different department. So then I, when I wanted to produce, I called people like us, Luke Himes, who we worked with on Cape Modern and yep. Dub Plate Drama and asked for advice and some other producers. I used to go to Cannes every year, so I picked up a lot of contacts um, and just jumped headfirst into it. And um, I started making Essex Vendetta, and that was a self-financed film by the director. So he asked me to produce that for him. Was that mind-blowing at first, what you had to actually do? Because it is one thing being an actor, 
and seeing it all getting made and then actually making it because there's yeah, so much goes into it. It's getting everybody together mm-hmm. because we're very hands-on. Jeet and myself, uh, Jeet, my co-producer and, and husband of Pitch Perfect, we get involved to you know every, every every aspect of it you know some producers maybe don't get involved as much as us and not that they sit in chairs and point fingers but you know they they don't get down to the gritty you know speaking to the production designer speaking to the costume designer makeup and hair and, and everything and going okay what does everybody need how can we make this work together mm. fine you know casting we cast all our own films ourselves as well um it saves money on. for one doesn't it it does save money oh, yeah. but also you know we want it to be right. We want to go out and search for the, for the right characters as well that work for the production because you can have a great, you know, production designer or, or actor or whatever, but you've got to find the right characters to make that work because I always believe it's like a necklace. You know, one of those links breaks, it, it all falls apart, mm. whether it be a runner, you know, DP, leading man, anything. You know, you've got to have the right characters and personalities to make it work as well yeah it's a great way of saying um, it actually it's yeah, really yeah, nice yeah. oh good yeah. it makes sense i've said something right you said a lot of things <laughs> right. Thanks, yeah yeah you're doing well you're winning a lot of friends right now ah oh, you and i have got friends andrew any friends no i don't need friends no. do you think um yes I, I can't imagine there was another way to make a film a smaller budgets than than have that kind of care about every little element i imagine is that well i have been on other people's sets um of similar budgets and um it it seemed slightly disjointed right. because it, it because the finance isn't there. It's not that you have to go with you know who will do the job, mm. um, but it, but it kind of is as well. You know, right. you get a lot of maybe inexperienced first timers, and people don't take so much time to kind of find the right people for sure. Yeah. You know, because they're frightened. The people they're frightened to ask people as well. Right, like because oh that person won't do it because you know we can't pay them full rates we'll ask them they might actually like the script they yeah, might like true. the team it's true yeah. it might yeah. they might be free yeah for two weeks and go yeah do you know what these are good guys that's a really good script the project is green lit it's got a release date i'm not doing anything you know let's help yeah. the indie world out definitely yeah, yeah you know so i think true. people are afraid to ask mm-hmm. yeah. interesting yeah. yeah i've always found when i've asked would, things do happen it's people are open to but it you say no say, all the time uh, so, well, yeah, well, Giles yeah, is very expensive for what exactly he is, though, isn't Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm big time. But I want to do a film with you. Yeah, well. But you just... Hey, just, a lot of people want to do films. Yeah, That's hey. True. And you, Andrew, of course. Well, of course. I, I actually, I, when I joined my last agent, I my work went down because because people decided they couldn't afford me. Agents, are, yeah. They're a killer. Yeah. They do. They can I be. killed so many problems with write, when you write as agent when we've gone and talked to writers. Mm. Oh, God, it's an I'll go through my agent. You're like, oh, God, no. I mean, my mother's an agent, so... She's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but I but have found... It's a problem. Yeah. They yeah. can cause problems when they don't need to. It's but like, they don't know that the job's been offered sometimes, the actor. Yeah. I, and the agents don't realise how close you are with the actor. Because right. obviously Giles and I, you know, we've sure. been acting for 20 yeah. years. Mm. 20 years have you been acting? Probably. Um, so obviously we would... I don't know if you do this, Giles, as director. I would call... Let's say I wanted to book Giles. I'd call Giles and go, Hi, we have a look at the script. Let me know if you like it. I'll call your agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you call the agent and the agent comes back and says, no, they don't want to do it. Yeah. But I just spoke to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've yeah. had that a lot. Yeah. That's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. Well, we know why, because agents, it's too low budget for them. They're not going to make any money no. and their client's not going to be doing anything for that. And I do understand. I do understand where the agent <clears throat> is coming available. from. Yeah, I get it too. But it's, it's sometimes you kind of go, well, let the them The industry decide. is so overloaded, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. 
so overloaded uh, on you yeah, know yeah, sure. on the actors in the actors world I mean, I don't know what it's like. I mean, everyone's um, a, D- a DP now, aren't they? So you know. yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's so huge, easy to yeah. pick up a. It's account. accessible. Yeah, absolutely. Accessible yeah, especially now. on the like smaller, like low budget, and it's like yeah, sh- yeah huge. But yeah. the difference of working with someone like Andy and then working with someone who hasn't done it before, who has just picked up account, it's huge. It, it's this ridiculous amount of. If you ever watch low budget films and you sort of go, oh, "Why does that look a bit shit?" It's because they didn't have a strong DP. They had someone who could put a few lights on and hold the mm. camera properly but then you work with someone like andy mm. and you suddenly see the difference in quality and it's huge same it, with anyone and same with any absolutely you need crew. to yeah. learn your craft yeah. and yeah. you need to try really to get do. it right yeah. it's about the quality mm. you know and it's wonderful <clears throat> that anyone um can pick up a camera oh, and learn yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. some fantastic so talent out sure. there but yeah, if yeah. you don't nurture it yeah. and you don't learn and read and practice you know it's the quality you need to have the quality and yeah. you can still achieve that on you know, 50 yeah, you grand, can, 200 grand yeah, budget. You need to have people that, a million, that know how to do yeah. it. For sure, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hooligan Legacy, because it was out earlier this year, right? No, what's wrong with you? What? I made three Hooligan movies yeah. in a row with Nicholas Winter and Geet Tucker. Sorry, Hooligan Escape. And it was, was out this Hooligan year. Legacy we made in 2015, two oh. days after I got married. Wow. People were calling me on my wedding day. Wow. Um, then you had 20- your phone on you. I love that. Yeah, no, no, well, I've I just got to take this. We, well, yeah, I mean, we were shooting. <laughs> was Jeet doing it with you, though, at yeah. that point? Oh, well, that's fine. It's not yeah, like, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And we shot Undercover Hooligan in 2016. Right. And then we shot Hooligan Escape in 2017. Right. And in 2018, no Hooligan films. Right. Maybe next year. And Hooligan Escape came out perfectly during the World Cup. It did. Which was in Russia. And the film is set in Russia. It stars Ben Freeman, oh, yeah. James Tratas, Charlie Wernham, uh, Ryan Winsley and Ali Bastian. And that was also directed by Nicholas Winter. Yep. He's cool. a genius. And this is about five men has been arrested following some trouble with rival, rival Russians. Uh, after being gassed and kidnapped, the group awake and realise they have been taken uh, from their cells and are now trapped in a derelict warehouse with no way of escape. Someone is out for revenge. And we'll stop at nothing to get it. Wow, you could do trailers. Thank you. I think you just did. I just did. Just did your you trailer. Free, you, you can, can use, use that. that. Mic drop? Probably. Okay. Um, so, yeah, look, okay, let's talk about that real quick. How did that come about? Obviously, from the back of uh, the other hooligan films, obviously. Well, we, but... I mean, we wanted to, I mean, I enjoy uh, crime thrillers, we call them actually, because they're not strictly hooligan films, even though they have the hooligan title. Each film has its own theme so hooligan legacy was revenge undercover hooligan was about an undercover cop mm. loosely based on donny brasco nice. i really like it so we jeet and i both penned the treatment after an evening watching donny brasco so that was great and then hooligan escape is obviously about escape um but they're not strictly hooligan films and i always wanted to do a box set right so even though we'll probably do more than three i just <laughs> wanted to do a box set and have a, a box set of Hoodigan movies. Cool. Um, so we were asked to do them by Signature Entertainment and then we took a break and did Robin Hood the Rebellion. And how did you get in touch with Signature in the first place? Because our listeners were like, well, that sounded easy. How did that happen in the well, first place? Well, I was place? introduced by another director actually called Greg Hall who had done Dangerous Mind of a Hooligan with them along with Nicholas and Jeet. Right. So I was introduced uh, because at the time they were after a crime thriller, so like Hooligan movie. So Greg said, "Look, you know, speak to Lucinda. She's she's doing well, and I think you guys would work really well together." So thank you, Greg, for that. Mm. We were 
tag him in this. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah. Was I t- they were low budget, right? I mean, they were extremely low budget. Okay, how yeah. did you make it work? On, I mean, the budgets were low. How well, did you make it work? With Jeep, myself and Nicholas Winter, we had five hats on each. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nick wrote the film, shot the film, uh, directed the film, edited the film, sang the theme tune, <laughs> and so forth. Uh, obviously, I did production managing, line producing, producing, casting. Firsting, probably, at some uh, point. Firsting, yeah. we had no firsts at all. Right. So Jeet and Nick uh, worked very well together on set. Okay. So Jeet, uh, his background is in sound. So he obviously has worked with Nick previous. I think he's done like eight movies with Nick. Wow. Um, so I've done five with Nick and Jeet's done eight, maybe more. Amazing. So they work very well together on set, you know, and Jeet has first did other films as well. So with him doing sound and firsting and Nick operating the camera as well as directing, it's just very skeleton, skeleton crew. Right. Trying to keep it as contained as possible, minimal locations, undercover, hoodigan, all over London. It was ridiculous but escape two locations yeah legacy probably three so you so you realize from the first one to bring it down locations wise to make it easier for you yeah, to make absolutely them. and and less days yeah because more days more personnel more you know more expense mm-hmm. um but you just got to kind of do everything yourself 24 hours a day i right. love it yeah well, love it. there's nothing better than being on set i love being on love movie it. sets i do i absolutely love it do you just randomly walk onto other people's sets yeah i did yeah. when i was wow. in bulgaria yeah. i did yeah yeah, yeah. well it's not the new vienna studios they've got hellboy there and they've got all sorts so you just walk on and did they not throw you off no i'm giles alderson yeah well mic drop <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's a great start let's talk about robin hood the rebellion because it is out now and um i'm plugging it because it's a cool film um with his true love do you want to pitch it or shall I read what I've got written down? Go for it. Go on. You're doing really well, actually. Oh, bless. That you was know. so condescending. Can you I do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's Can you, you do it in your film trailer voice. Do you want to do it in your... No, I won't let you No, Andrew, no. No. Hey. Yeah. Well, actually... No. He's, he sounds great like, on the podcast. Would you like me to read it? Or do you want to read it? No, no. Well, you've got a good trailer voice. Go for it. Shall I, shall I read it? Okay. It's my day off. With his true love, captured by the villainous Sheriff of Nottingham, the legendary Robin Hood and his crew of outlaws execute a daring rescue to save her. We must take a stand against the sheriff. The time to fight back is now. We're outnumbered. You'll die. I came home to a land plagued with injustice. There is no other way. I intend to take the fight to the enemy. Robin Hood. Your belief became strength. Fight for the greater cause. Fight for vengeance. Robin Hood must die. I fear I've led the enemy right to you. Robin's impatience has led to this. Do not assume the blame always lies with me. What can you do to save them, Robin? I will get them in public! That was cool. The trailer sounds great. Great. Uh, it stars Ben Freeman uh, again, who you worked on with Hooligan Escape uh, as Robin, 
uh, Christian Nairn from Game of Thrones, Martin Ford, uh, Phil Martin, James Groom, James Oliver Wheatley as the Sheriff of Nottingham, who I worked with on maybe his first ever feature film, and Marie Everett as Maid Marian, and you had Brian Blessed as Friar Tuck. <laughs> He's amazing. I just went amazing. to see his one-man show. What? G and I went to see the one-man show with the puppy in the dressing room, wing everywhere. Um, amazing. Brian loved it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, uh, wicked, what a cast, right? Amazing cast, yeah. Because again, it wasn't a massive budget, but yet, this is a Robin Hood film. Everyone knows the Robin Hood story. There was over 35 characters uh, in the film, which which I, I did tell Nicholas off. I said, Nick, you're costing lots of money here yeah loads of loads of actors um the cast we really took our time with that cast Mm -hmm. um and we really you know fought for the cast we wanted james groom is amazing as guy of gisborne so is james oliver wheatley as the sheriff um ben freeman what a wonderful leading man he looks like a movie star he does he's, look like a he's great and he works so hard mm. like he works so hard he's always late to set but he works so hard I love that he works hard at getting to he, set he wanders off and has a phone call and I'm like where's Ben we've lost Ben wow. uh, but he's an absolute joy if I can make every film with Ben right. I would he's really good okay Brian Blessed is amazing but we didn't cast Will Scarlet and uh, Marion yeah. until the Friday at 5pm when we were starting at 10am on Monday morning rehearsals Okay, wow, that's pretty scary. What happened? Talk us. Oh well, no, we're it. quite calm about it because you can always. I mean, you have to you can work. always find actors. Were you about to say that? <laughs> <laughs> always find actors. <laughs> um, so Nicholas uh, takes his time as as well as us, as I've mentioned uh, about casting the right people, and he saw sixty five self tapes for Marion, and it was a no to everybody, everybody. Wow! Until we got to obviously Friday and. I found Marie Everett and she was amazing. And he went, that's it. And I was like, well, good, because it's 5 p.m. on a Friday. But she was absolutely amazing. She's yeah, a wonderful she really actress. I, I, think, I think her career, you know, as, as she progresses, she, I mean, she should be in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. She should be in things like that. She's great. I really like her. Yeah. Love to work with her again. And Will Scarlet, we did have an actor attached, but unfortunately he got booked on a long-running show and um, at 4 p.m. on Friday, wow, selfish. he pulled out. <laughs> James G. Nunn was already in the film as another character. Ah, So I called him yeah. because we reviewed his self-tape again. I went, look, he's a little bit younger than we originally wanted. Um, but hey, how about going for James G. Nunn? I heard some great things about him. He'd already worked with our first AC, Adam Cameron King, on a couple of shorts that he's directed. And he vouched for him and said he's great. So... I called James and went, look, I know that you're another character in the film and just would you like to come and play Will Scarlet? And he was like, yeah, I'm on it. I'm coming now. And I was like, well, don't come now. Come on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be fine. But he he was great in the film as well. Really. So you had to cast the other role, I take it. Yeah. Actually, we cut the scene. Oh. Not because we 
moved James Jean and it just wasn't relevant. Well, there you go. So it worked out well. Let's jump back a little bit. How did it actually happen in the first place? How did um, it come about? Why Robin Hood? It came about at the end of 2016, this time 2016, actually. I spoke to Elizabeth Williams, exec, exec producer at Signature, and she said, look, we're thinking about doing a historical action movie and we'd like to do it with you guys. And we were like, okay, great. It will be our first historical action. Wow. Um, let's get a concept together. So that's when Robin Hood Rebellion was born. I think Nick wrote like 15 different concepts, you know, because we weren't sure, you know, which way to go. Well, and also money situation as well, because you can write loads with Robin Hood, but yeah. horses cost a lot of money and time. Castles well, cost money We didn't want to just time. walk around a forest, yeah. you know, with, with people talking. We wanted, you know, a siege on the castle. So we had to write that very cleverly. It's set over one night. Right. Um. And yeah, he's he's done an amazing job, but it did take a lot of treatments to get to, you know, where we were at. So it took a year from development to the day we started shooting, and then obviously we've released a year later. Wow! All shot in Wales, Caerphilly Castle. How did you get that? How did did you look around lots of castles? Did you it was negotiate decent actually. deals? Our stunt, uh, one of our stunt coordinators, Justin Pearson, mm-hmm. uh, worked on Bond, Rogue One, and things like that. Big mic drop there. Big. He said, you must speak to the location manager in Wales that I've worked with, uh, which was um, Tom Guy and Gareth Skelding from Location Solutions. And they've done like Peaky Blinders and all the big HBO stuff. And they really helped us out. You mm. know, they said, look, guys, we know you haven't got a lot of money, but, you know, come to Wales. You know, let's let's get a little team together here. So we bring the, U- the um, English team to Wales, you know, and collaborate. And they really... I think they just went, look, these guys are trying to do something really decent and, yeah, we're going to help them out. Um, So they did. You know, we got a lot of um, discounts, things like that, which helped. I don't think we could have made uh, the film what it was without help from the Welsh team down there, Julian Luxton and Danny Hargreaves from Real SFX. He's brilliant. He's amazing. But on the day he was on set trying to blow up the armoury, there was a hurricane. And we had no roof on the top of the armory. So problems galore there. Right. So you then just. You... We carried on filming. Yeah. In the hurricane. Brilliant. I was drenched for five weeks in Wales. It was great. It's great. Well, it's interesting when I'm watching the film, it doesn't look like the weather was bad. I mean, people were in ponds and lakes and stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, it must have been freezing. The actors didn't moan once. What? They did not moan once. They were absolutely amazing. And they were drenched from day one to the end. Hurricanes, Brian Blessed, rain. (laughs) Oh, it's raining. His language is atrocious. It fucking is. (laughs) He was awful. Wow. Amazing to work with him, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so there were a couple of problems that happened. In terms of shooting the film, Mm. with Nick, was he just kind of like, okay, this is, I'm going to shoot here. Was there anything you picked up there, anything you saw in terms of what he was doing? Well, Nick doesn't show anyone his storyboards. Does he have them? Yeah, he does. He really doesn't want them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in here. They're in the really cool. You can't see them. What is that? He's hiding them. We were hiding them. Oh, you were hiding storyboards. Oh, I see. I've got loads of amazing storyboards. Everything is in his head, and he just... Because he's a he's like he's a one man band, you know, mm. and he really's got this very strong vision and just, you know, does obviously communicates with everybody, um, but just gets on set, just moves really really fast, you know, moves the camera himself, does everything himself. We call him One Light Winter, right? One Light Winter, because it, natural light, one light, if any lights at all, and 
I I think his his movies look amazing. Yeah, and he color grades everything as well. And well, I think yeah. because with myself and Andy, I can talk to my DP and I'll say, okay, well, how about this? Exactly. Th- th- this yeah. is one of them. Yeah, we're not this, friends. We're not friends. No, no. <laughs> you just call him my DP. Yeah. yeah. And so we can talk. So obviously, if Nicholas is doing it, he's doing it in his head, mm. which must be fascinating. To, yeah, there must be a lot going on. Yeah, you're talking yeah. to because it's hard enough just directing or just DP. Yeah, sure. If you're doing both, because <laughs> I ask him questions, he goes, "I've got it, Lucinda." Your hands up, your hand hand in the face. Well, I'm not allowed on set. They make me sit in the production office. What? Which is usually my car with the laptop. (laughs) 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 We had a production office for Robin Hood. Um, And we and we kind of make makeshift look production offices. Yeah, with a little tent or a tent or a Yeah, don't go caravan. Yeah, well we did on serial killers. We probably had more money. No, we Ooh, didn't. Caravan, no. We had a lot less. A lot less. Did you? Yeah, on serial killers. Um, so they don't let me on set because well, the actors come and talk to me. And I'm like, well, I, oh, I can't. Cause, right, because everyone wants to hang around with you. and sort No, because <laughs> I'm their friend. They, just, they normally ask me to send a when's lunch, actually. Oh, right. Or yeah, when right. can we go home and just have a beer? Look at the call sheet, dickhead. You know what <gasps> I mean? It's like, it's not hard. Yeah, that's, that's actors, how you address don't look at call sheets. I had an actor turn. I won't tell you who it is because he's had done two of our films. But it was a guy. It was a man. <laughs> and he was in one it of, was one of our leading man, men. Man's. Man's. One of our leading men. He turned up yeah. um, an hour late and he went, oh, no, my call time's 10. And I went, no, your call time's nine. The other crew is 10. And he went, oh, I didn't read it properly. I was like, it's all right, mate. On it's set fine. at 10, ready to film. Ready to film. Should always be ready to film. If you've got a chance Constantly. to be on a movie set, right? And yeah. this is the thing. Like, we spend 90% of our time not on movie sets. And the fact you get a chance to do it, it's like you should be doing everything when you're on that time to enjoy it and be there. And why would you not? Why would you moan and be in a hotel room? And... No, he wasn't moaning. He just didn't no, read the No, I'm not saying him. Oh, right. You mean actors in general? Yeah. I know. The crew. Well, you used to do that in Cat Modern. Yeah. Cat Modern. <laughs> Kate Modern. Yeah. I, yeah, but I learned. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. That's what I'm no, saying. He this didn't now. really. He was really well behaved. Was he? What, is that what, what I was actually. Like? I'm, quite, I'm quite good. I'm, what quite, yeah. I'm quite professional. Now? I'm professional. He is unprofessional. In your face. Okay, are you saying I'm professional or unprofessional? I'm not speaking to you right now. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, so Signature were already on, involved from the beginning. So, therefore, you already have a distribution. Yeah, we did have a, have a distribution deal in place. Yeah. Which is fantastic, right? Yeah. When you're making the film, it's, it's very unusual that. I mean, it depends. I mean, you yourself on the day, mic drop. You know, you've mm. obviously made the movie, and then you're going to take it to a sales agent, I believe. Is that, is that well, right? Millennium were already on from the start-ish. So th- when they got to see some of the, sorry, you dropped your Millennium there. Sorry, yeah, my, I'll pick that Millennium up. Um, Expendables. Uh, uh, well. uh, London has fallen. <laughs> so they were already kind of on so it was alright so for <laughs> instance we made Caged uh, for Porcelain Film yes. that was a Porcelain Film production okay. um, and Duke and myself came on to co-produce with Nicholas Winter mm-hmm. um, drove to Spain for it took us four days Um, so after that was made and finished and completed after post-production then we went to a sales agent so we did but for the Hoodigan movies and also Robin Hood the Rebellion and the three films that we're potentially shooting next year they've already got distribution deals in place Amazing. Uh, but it obviously it but depends then, on the project. Is that a better way to, for you? Is that a good way to do it? Because um, the other side of it is then you can't sell the movie a different way, right? I mean, and if mm. you're making it yourself, you can go, well, we've got these options. Yeah. Whereas here you have, this is it. There's no more negotiation. I think it depends on the individual what's best for them. 
Mm. I mean, obviously you retain, you know, if you if you've made it yourself and you've you've invested in it yourself, you retain more rights as well. Of course, but yeah. this way you get it released. Yeah, there's a guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Actors are more likely to jump. Well, I say they're more likely. They seem more likely to jump on when there's a release date. Yes. Because yes. they go, oh, well, I know it's going to be out. Great. This is guaranteed. Yeah, let's go for it. Because so many films get made that don't come out. Mm. Indie films. Yeah, I could talk for ages with you about this. And all about producing. And we do regularly. We do. We're we just always don't on the put phone. it on a podcast. So no. um, Robin Hood, The Rebellion's out now. Go buy a copy. Links are in the show notes. It's a really good film. I think it's a really cool action-adventure. And I love Robin Hood. I've always loved Robin Hood since I was a kid and watched the BBC series. It's great. It's great. This is just as good. Okay, so look, the film's out now. It's very exciting. Um, where can people follow Picture Perfect and yourself? Like on social media, not on the street. Because I'd have to come miles away to find you. I don't know what my Twitter is. Do you want to check it, Giles? Yeah. I think it's at Lucinda Rhodes. Uh, I'm offline because I'm on airplane mode. I think it's at Lucinda Rhodes and at Pick Perf Limited, but they'll be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got any reception. So. Uh, it's Lucinda Rhodes and your name is Lucinda R. Thakra. Or Thakra. At Robin Hood Film. And the other one's at Robin Hood Film. Okay, all links will be in show notes. Do get that. Um, but follow me. I'd love chatting to my friends. <laughs> Side eye to wow. me. Yeah, do follow her because she's an independent film producer. She's doing really well. Why not send her stuff? Please get... do. No, I love it. Actors send me stuff all the time. Right. And I reply to, I respond. Someone's going to say I haven't responded now. I try yeah, and respond to, to me. Every, I try and respond to every single person because I was an actor and I understand. Yeah. You know, how deflating it is if somebody doesn't reply. I'm the same. I try as much as possible. I do. Um, so you get it. And I love connecting with new people. Mm-hmm. So please, yeah, definitely give me a shout. Perfect. And I'll try and respond. Picture perfect. Picture perfect. Picture perfect. Piper pictures. Wow. <laughs> he said that. I know, yeah. Yeah, it was written yeah. down. Someone wrote it down. Who wrote it down? What, so, oh, someone who does this. Yeah. Oh, do you get somebody else to... It's called me. But I'm, I'm blaming someone else now. Aaron Sorkin. Oh, right, you, you, you need to go. to go. We'll wrap up without you. <laughs> See ya. Okay, so that was Lucinda. Um, and she's left us because she's got to go to a meeting. But me and Andy are going to wrap this up. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up. So remember why you're doing it. If it's for the love, don't get too stressed. If you're doing it because you want to earn money, then don't get too stressed. Filmmaking, although ridiculously hard, is a blessing. Andy, where can people follow you? Uh, I am at www.35mmdop.com. Mm-hmm. Twitter and Insta, at 35mmdop. So 35mmdop. You can follow me at Giles Alderson. You can follow the Filmmakers Podcast at Filmmakers Pod. Um, or go to our website filmingspodcast.com where you can get the whole back catalogue of 80 previous podcasts with some amazing guests including Craig Conway last week we've had uh, Scott Adkins talking about action films we've had David L.G. Hughes also talking about making an action adventure film so we've got loads of podcasts Mark Strong obviously Tim Spall um, and the list goes on and so many directors so thank you very much for listening we really appreciate your time thank you Lucinda for joining us Being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film, but know who your audience is and get out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send that elevator back down. And get me. Ding! If you enjoyed listening to this, please like, share and subscribe on iTunes, wherever you like. New show is out next Tuesday. So we will see you next Next Tuesday. Until then, stay well, work hard and try to take another step forward to making your indie film. And hey guys, it's Christmas, so... 
What? There's many Christmas in there. It's, basically. No, it's November. So like, shoot some commercials and then just like chill out and then like because Andy's spend free. Too much money. Andy's free in December. It's very true. And then just like start again next year. It's going to be fine. I like that. There you go. Okay. Uh, until next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. We we bye, love bye, you, bye, bye, my bye, friends. Bye, 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 my friends. Bye. Bye. They're not your friends. Not my friends yet. If you'd like to be my friend, <laughs> I'm going to cut now. <laughs> was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.